are trusting God to continue to furnish us with the divine insight that will strengthen our faith. That will strengthen our faith. And it's good that we understand the ingredients that make up faith. We've been able to identify some of them. But as we peruse through the readings of the day, God continues to furnish us with more ingredients so that my faith and your faith can move from little faith to big faith to what? Great faith. And it will be, be a bigger testimony that Jesus will come into your own arena and will say, I have not seen a faith like this anywhere. The centurion had that testimony. When he said, I'm a man under authority. Even my own little measure, I tell a servant, go, and he goes. I tell a soldier, come, and he comes. I tell them, do this, and do that. And behold, you, standing before me, they are far, far, far more greater than myself. So just say a word. If me, in my own little cutter, we say a word, and it don't fall on the ground, and it's executed speedily, how much more you, who is the creator of words? And Jesus said, wow, I've never seen a faith like this in Israel. That means even God's people have not understood God's word to this level. And he was impressed by that man's prayer. You see, so we must also build our faith to come to that level where when God is stepping into your own arena, he knows that you have what it takes for him to manifest himself in the fullness of the supernatural. Because faith is what powers the supernatural. I say it again. It is faith that powers the supernatural. Don't expect any supernatural in your life if your faith is not built up. The book of Hebrews says, without faith, no one can see God. Yes, without faith, you can't see him manifest in your life. You will have the idea of God, but that intervention that comes by the power of the supernatural, you know, experience. And it's your responsibility and my responsibility to build my faith. God gives you a measure of faith as a baptism when you believe, but you are going to nurture that faith, grow it, put in all the ingredients, then to move from small faith toward great faith. And it's only great faith that brings out great results. You can't achieve anything in God's kingdom without that dimension. So we have to establish that faith is powered by love. So the Bible says faith walking through love. Walking through love. And we are able to identify the structures of love. Okay? So that any time you get yourself walking outside the boundaries of love, your faith is on attack. You may think you are dealing with issues, but actually the devil is you know, smart and is actually puncturing your faith. And as the purchase of faith, the energy that backs up that element called faith is depleted. You see yourself empty. Then number two, thing that powers faith is sanctity. Sanctity. Sanctification, if you like. Daily sanctification. David was a man of faith. David was a man of faith. And from his life in today's first reading, we see a man who understands the measures of grace and the, the place of sanctity. 
And even though you are sinned, he thought that his sin was covered. And so he kept quiet. But the prophet caught it in the spirit and came to him. Knowing that if he was to go to him straight and tell him what, what the, the, the thief has done, he will be angry. I said, excuse me, what do you mean of that? He presented a case where he will use his own mouth to judge. And at the end, he says, you are the one. And look at God's judgment on you. Now, I was just going through the judgment of God on David. The man after the heart of God. Look at the judgment that was coming. You can't please God enough to say that when he's giving you judgment, he will not, his integrity and his majesty will be tampered with. That's it. Because to whom much is given, much is expected. Yes. And David knew, knew this. And that's why when the judgment came, did he argue? He said, I have sinned. He owned up immediately. He confessed, I have sinned. I deserve to die. And then began to seek the mercy of God. He was a humble man. You have to learn to handle God's justice. You have to learn to handle what? The justice of God. You have to understand. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to handle the justice of God when he's coming with his judgment on you for violating his love for your life. These are things that we need to learn every day. Because nobody's perfect. Paul said, he who thinks he's strong should be careful. Bless he falls. You can't beat your chest and say, you've arrived. No way. You can't speak like that. If David, the man after the heart of God, David that knew the power of the spirit place, David that knew the wonders of God's word, David that knows the power of worship, that David that was schooled even in the New Testament before it arrived, could stand and disobey God. How much more? Us. You see, that's why every day is a day we anchor on God. You can never say you're strong enough. You cannot say I've acquired enough grace. So every day is a day of humbling yourself to come before God, knowing that it is only Him who can sustain you. And that attitude of coming to God every day, knowing that He's the only one who can sustain you, even though with the great results we have in your life as you join with God, it is that act of coming to God every day that sanctifies you, that keeps you, that sustains you, that empowers you. You must humble yourself every day. Even Jesus, when he walked in flesh, he will see me every day. He will go and submit himself in prayer. Daily act of submission. To be renewed, to be refreshed. He didn't say that the graces he acquired yesterday, or that the fasting he did 40 days, and prayer he did for 40 days, is sufficient for the entire ministry. No! He continued going back to God, even after all those rigorous and tedious exercises. That's how you walk out of salvation. So David understood the place of sanctity. And you can see that he well expressed in his prayers. Create a pillar for me, O God. My heart is not pure, Lord. Renew a steadfast spirit. My spirit is up today. My spirit is down today. Please, what? What? Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me into your presence. I can't do without your presence. You know my life is fueled and powered by your presence. Do not take away your Holy Spirit from me. He was a man of the Spirit. He understood the place of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit does not reside in heaven. That the Holy Spirit resides in the hearts of men who open themselves up to God by daily act of sanctification. You can imagine. This guy was still battling to hold on to eternal treasures, spiritual treasures that have experienced in his life. 
Restore in me the joy of salvation. Sustain in me a willing spirit. Because sometimes our spirits are unwilling. Sometimes our spirit is poisoned. Sometimes our spirit is possessed by rebellious spirits. Sometimes our spirit becomes very nostalgic to the things of God. He said, so stay in me, a willing spirit, and I will just transgress us your way, that sinners may return to you. Can you see? He is very smart. There's a book called The 48th Law of Power. If you read there, there's one law that mentioned there. They said, you should not go seeking for charity. Don't go begging people to help you. Does that shock you? He said, rather, key into people's interest in asking for help. In other words, for instance, if I like cars, hmm? if I like cars, and you want to get something from me, key into my interest in, the, in cars and make a request. Because of my love for that car, I will do that thing for you to get a car. That's what they will do here. He's keen into the interest of God. He said, sustain in me a willing spirit. And I will teach transgressors your way. There are sinners in me. God said, okay, because of that now, all right, all right, all right. I think you are, you are, I can see. It's no longer about you now. It's about helping me in bringing sinners back to me. You see, that's being smart. Keen to God's interest. Check well. 100% of your interest, which part is of God? Check well. Where are you toiling in the interest of God? He was so smart that even in his sin, he still came into God's interest. Well, rescue me from the bloodshed, O God, God of my salvation, and then my tongue shall ring out your justice. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Every time I read David, I get inspired. I see myself desiring every day to be like him. In all ramifications, even though he was a, a personality of the Old Testament, this is how you are raised. This is how God raises you and builds you up. We must come to this dimension. And now I say to be raised. Parenting is not of just parents alone. And not of fact, parenting is of God Himself. So, what parents do to children is what the Holy Spirit does to us. The Holy Spirit is parenting us to understand the truth of God and walk in the values God has ordained for us. And so if you're not parented in the spirit, even though you're a child of God, the Bible says you are still considered as a slave. A child, as long as it's not grown, is not different from a slave. Now the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 4. So even though you're a bona fide child of God, but because you have not been parented, trained, and raised, you are not different from a slave. David understood this. And that is why he came to be parented, to be taught, to be schooled. And he learned the ways of God. So more than ever, they say, make it part of your project. I must grow in my journey with God. I must know God more and more. Don't beat your chest and say you've arrived. You'll be deceiving yourself. Yes, open yourself up to learn more and more. Let the things you have learned in the past be the foundation. Let God start building a new structure. Until when they look at you, you become a, an effulgence of the entirety of what God desires. And so we pray at this mass that we have an open heart, a heart that is ready to yield to God like David, a humble heart, a heart that will beat his chest and say, oh God, who am I? I have no right to claim anything. Everything about my life is grace. And so you create that time to always be around.
available to be raised, to be raised by the Holy Spirit. Because before, with Amasia, who must wait for authority, and that's what God sent with, whether you die by matter or you die naturally. But having been raised to perfection, you become a servant. And God can say, this is my word, beloved son or beloved daughter. May God bless you. Christ our Lord.